the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studio. This is The Ramsey Show. It's where America hangs out to have a conversation about life, specifically money, relationships, mental health, and work. All those are tied together more so than ever before. The phone number to jump in is 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by my colleague, Dr. John Deloney, and we are here for you this hour. Let's go to Samantha, who's on the line in Salt Lake City, Utah. Samantha, how can we help? Thank you so much for taking my call. Um, I uh, am on baby step number five, and I have nine kids. Whoa! And I need... (laughs) (laughs) I hope you you all are sitting down here. Samantha, listen, Um, I need you to know that sometimes I get some feedback from Reddit that I'm immature. And I just thought of three jokes that I did not make Reddit. Oh, so I'm getting more mature by the minute. I just wanted you to know. Same team, Samantha, same team. I'm so glad you're growing. Although, (laughs) as your co-host, I wish you weren't growing right now. I'd like to hear those jokes. So, Samantha, baby step five for people that are joining the audience that are really new. That's where you're saving for college. How much have you saved? So, that is what I was going to talk to you guys about because, um, actually, I did the baby steps out of order meaning that my house is paid off. And wow. so I've done one, two, three, four, and six. Okay. So it's really five and seven. And right now my husband, um, he uh, works at a junior college here. Okay. And uh, he's, a, he's got a master's in software engineering. How much does and, he make? Uh, when he's not, where he makes, at the college, he makes 82000 Okay. With a, with a master's summer, degree in he, software engineering. I'm going to come back to that in a minute. It's related to this question. Uh, go ahead. Keep going. Uh, but during the summer, he does have some high side hustles that makes up to, to um, 20000 Okay, good. During the summer. Okay. And those mm-hmm. are those tech-related side hustles? Yes, they are. Okay. All right. So, again, back to your question. My, my question. Have you all saved any, if you have, how much for college? Um, we haven't saved any. So zero. Zero. Okay, great. Like, I right. don't have anything for college, but... How old are your I kids? Have is the eight, uh, my youngest is two. My oldest is 18. So I have, and then we have two years in between. Okay, and you were about to say, I do have, and I cut you off. Well, what do you have? Oh, um, because he works at the junior college, he... His program is a four-year program. So if our children decide to go to the junior college and go into software engineering, they have free tuition. Okay. But if they don't decide to go into software engineering and they go the two-year college route and get their associate's degree and then move on to a university, they have free tuition. So their two years of school is covered. Okay. So that's what we do have. We just don't have anything on top of that. Okay. And what is your question specifically for us? So when it says save for your co- your child's college fund, I did a little bit of research on your website, and it says that to that there are like certain funds that you can mm-hmm. get, not like Roth IRAs, but education type funds. Mm-hmm. And so with nine children, and you can put two thousand in a year, that's a lot of money. So I don't know how much, and I don't even know how much to like be putting in. Can I reframe this for you? <laughs> yes. <please>. Okay. <laughs> My head is spinning. Yeah, your head's spinning. So, number one, the Utah Promise is that, I think that's what it's called, the Utah Promise Scholarship. 
your kids, all 117 of them, have free <laughs> community college. Yes. So as a parent, congratulations. I would breathe a deep sigh of relief. Ah, okay. That's if that's okay. the right path okay. for them. The okay. second thing is, and many, many, many community colleges have everything from English to uh, like metalworking that you can get some sort of certification in it. So there's across the board here. The second thing is, if they choose to go into IT after dad, they have a free four-year degree taken care of. Mm-hmm. Another sigh of relief. Now, I've seen this done with a couple of professor buddies of mine and with some, uh, especially in the police force at universities, where men and women will leave a, like, maybe they were making 100 grand and they take a job where they're only making 50, but they have three or four kids in the pipeline and all those kids are going to go to that college for free. And if you do that math over 10 years, they're making like $300,000 a year, whatever it's going to cost. And so there mm-hmm. is, by your, the way your husband is, is, is working for less than his market value at that college, mm-hmm. is on, on the, from another perspective, putting money in their college fund. See what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. So okay. Here, here's, here, hear me and Ken say, you are worrying about something you should not be worrying about. If I'm you, okay. the best I could tell you is this. If I'm you, I would sit down with my 18-year-old, and I would talk about the fiscal realities of our home. We have no money saved up. Here's the here's the paths ahead of you. And that's going to be a might be a, a conversation that embarrasses you or it feels ashamed. You you have to sit down and give an honest um, have an honest conversation with your kid, and then talk about where are they? What are they interested in doing? What jobs interest mm-hmm. them? What is what is in their heart? Where do they want to go? All that kind of stuff. Ken has a mm-hmm. Ken Coleman has a re- remarkable education. Um, get clear assessment for kids in education. Like what what are things that you might be interested in studying? And free community college is a great place to start. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I will tell you real quick right now. I am a homeschool mom. Mm-hmm. I I do have a degree in elementary ed with an ESL endorsement, and so I have been homeschooling my kids. And so that is one of the things that we really do focus on is um, just making wise decisions. And so like right now I've got an eighth grader, just a daughter who just finished up eighth grade and um, she tackles college level biology and is taking a club exam exactly. so that she can get college credit for what she's doing. And so if you want to be a, if you want to be a nerd, ground. my mom went to community college and she's 73 and she's finishing her last year at Oxford this summer. She could woo, woo, you, woo. you could do whatever you want to do. This whole lie that you right. got to go to Stanford or you're an idiot is yeah. just nonsense. Samantha, really quick, <laughs> give me the rundown of the kids. We have an 18-year-old, then what's the next one? What's the ages? I have 18, a 16-year-old daughter, a 14-year-old daughter, a 12-year-old son, a 10-year-old daughter, an 8-year-old daughter, a 6-year-old son, a 4-year-old daughter, and a 2-year-old daughter. I thought this was a joke. You literally got pregnant every two years. That's (laughs) unbelievable. We should study you and your husband when you guys die. They should donate you to science. That's unbelievable. Uh, Okay, here's what I I want you to hear. I told you that I had been pregnant 14 times, but I had nine kids. You probably would just fall over in your chair. Yeah, (laughs) bless your heart. You're You're amazing. You're amazing. So here's what I want you to hear. Uh, John's absolutely right. You need to relax. Uh, I'm going to give you our brand new, Ramsey just came out with our home study, okay? It's called 
Foundations in Career Discovery. It's for parents like you to walk all those kids, 18, 16, 14. I'd start with them right now. Hang on the line. I'm going to give it to you. I'm teaching. We have conversations in a living room with real students. It's going to be great. Your kids do it, and you follow along and help them out. And uh, I would be having these conversations to decide, is college the best way for each of these kids. I think you'll be refreshed to find out it's probably not. You guys are doing okay. We're going to walk through you, walk through this process with you. Thank you so much for the call. Hang on the line. We'll get you that curriculum, Foundations in Career Discovery. This is The Ramsey Show. I want to tell you a true story. I got a letter from Fran in Virginia once. She and her husband, Gary, were loaded down with debt. They decided to get serious and worked for over two years to pay off $65,000. They were able to buy their dream home. Gary had just started a new job and things were looking really good. Six months later, Gary unexpectedly died. Wow. Tears my heart out. Besides the grief and shock, Fran had no income, was on her own, and her Social Security benefits couldn't pay the mortgage. Talk about feeling lost and alone. The only good part of this story is that Gary had term life insurance through Xander, so Fran was able to deal with her grief without being overwhelmed with money issues. Sad story, but I share it with you to make a point. For over 25 years, I've been telling you about the importance of term life insurance and protecting your family. Having life insurance is what responsible people do for their families. It's why I tell you every day to go to Xander.com or call them at 800-356-4282. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by Dr. John Deloney. Excited to have you with us. 888-825-5225 as we talk about your money. Your relationships, your mental health, your work, all of that can sometimes be in one call. So if you need some help today, John and I would love to help you out. Uh, John, this is very exciting stuff uh, because your first edition of Questions for Humans, I mean, dude, when you came up with this idea, did you foresee it? Uh, taking off the way it did. I knew. Ex- I knew. I knew every step of the way. <laughs> every step of the way. Hey, people love the first edition of the Question for Humans conversation starters so much. We went back to the drawing board and came up with even more ridiculous, fun, insightful questions to help people grow in their relationships. And the new edition is ready for the real world. We've got all new friends, parents, and kids decks, couples decks, so you won't be running out of things to talk about anytime soon. This is especially important as you hit the road this summer. It will give you something to do in the car, which is fun. Or taking your kid to breakfast this summer. It's going to be fun. Um all right, Ken, here's a... I, got, I want to ask you one. They pulled a question from now, one this, of these decks here. Now, is this an actual... This is one? Yep. Okay, here it is. All right, John. Uh, what unsolved mystery keeps you up at night? I feel like this is something I'd ask Rachel Cruz, our, our resident uh, conspiracy theorist. So I, I, I had a... Uh, uh, this is my confession with Rachel. <laughs> I'm actually a big-time conspiracy theorist. And the reason oh, I you make, too? The reason I, I, I give her a hard time is because I'm with her. <laughs> the uh, uh, the unsolved mystery that keeps me up yeah. at night. What is it? I want to know the truth behind the one year baseball excursion from Michael Jordan. I think there's some stuff that went on behind closed doors and then wow. went behind those closed doors, and I want to know the truth about that. I got to tell you, my friend, that's delicious. I didn't think I was racking my brain. What's he going to say? I was thinking maybe some of the big stuff, like who shot Kennedy or was it real? You know, whatever. You went with one of the fascinating mysteries of all sports. Yes. Because I think did he leave because he was going to get punished for the NBA for gambling? Is that where you're leaning? My hypothesis is I knew there was one that at the time he was he was the NBA 
And if he goes Absolutely. away, NBA goes away because there are some precarious financial positions, and yeah. but also there was some Pete Rose behavior going on. Yeah. So we had to do something. Okay. But we can't. So yeah. you're going to be embarrassed for a year. Yeah. And then yeah. you can come back. Yeah. I will tell you that. That's my hypothesis. I like this. I like it a lot because that's later information for me. I remember living through it. Oh, I do too. And as a big basketball fan, you know I love basketball. I was shocked, but I bought the whole story. Oh, I, I, did, I, I did bought too. it hook, line, and sinker. This is a dude who's such a great athlete. He wants to try another because we lived Bo Jackson prior to that. And, and so Chris thought, Gaines. Chris, <laughs> there you go. So anyway, fascinating. All right. I like that. That's I mine. like that. I like All right. That. Here's my question for you. Uh-oh. Is this an actual question? Or this you is. Make this and up? this actually <laughs> this makes me happy. You're the perfect person to ask this. What is a hairstyle or a personal grooming trend that you will never understand? For example, the soul patch. Wow. You know, I have a lot of answers that come up. You know, I'm thinking back to my high school days. You remember when girls they they would aquanet their bangs into a complete incredible like straight up it looked like almost a water fountain coming of hair out of the sky it was like yes. that was one i didn't understand but i'm going to go with i'm going to go with the uh i'm going to go with the mullet even though it's really popular now my kids are in high school and my buddy my my kids friends are wearing these mullets and they're crushing them i will and never, I will understand, never the understand the mullet i don't know if that's the question it's a hairstyle i would say oh i think i think that but I will also say in the same breath, while I never will understand it, I will also acknowledge there are some dudes who pull it off. <laughs> Is that okay to say? I think it's like the soul patch. I think no dudes pull it off. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm talking a couple. I mean, like a few. That's fair. Uh, yeah. So there you go. All right. Well, hey, if, these, if you have a mullet and sleeves, you can't, it doesn't work. You, what you, about if you have the, a mullet, you got it all in. Mustache, no sleeves. All right. Let and me the, throw and, one at you. And the no sleeves have to be really deep. Yeah, right. Where we're seeing too much of your stuff. Way too much. Uh, what do you think about the mullet and the soul patch? I think that they should listen to the Dr. John Deloney show because they're working through some really deep they stuff. They need some deep mental <laughs> they help. Need some, they're working through some challenging <laughs> well, stuff. Well, there you go, folks. You can get it wherever you listen to podcasts, YouTube, and more. All right, so hey, this is just a fun example. I didn't even look to the lobby. Does anybody have a mullet out there? Because I don't want to get beat up in this segment. All well, right, you cool. wouldn't have to. It was my fault. I'm the one that talked about the mullet. Uh, either way, you could tell these are really fun. We could do an entire show just alternating cards. Uh, it's a great product, and so if you want to get the second edition of Questions for Humans Conversation Starter Cards, they're on sale for only 10 bucks right now. That's not even fair. Well, John's got to feed his kids. I love it when Hank's Dave growing. gives our stuff away. Yeah, that's 10 for, bucks uh, is not a good deal for you. It's a good deal for everybody else. Uh, uh, but you can get all your favorite decks today by going to RamseySolutions.com slash store. RamseySolutions.com slash store. All right, now that we've thoroughly entertained America, we have to equip them. Antonio is joining us now in Houston, Texas. Antonio, how can John and I help? Hi, thank you for accepting my call. I really appreciate you guys. That, my friend, what's up? Yeah, so um, I'm a recent college grad, and my question to you guys is, should I buy a rental property or a vehicle? A rental property or a car? Well, you got to give us more information. <laughs> You're going big, Antonio. Yeah, do you have any debt, Antonio? So um, I have a total of 10000 debt, 5000 from student loans, and 5000 from credit card debt. Well, you definitely should not buy a rental property now. N-O-W underline would be the key word here. So we want you getting out of debt. We want you paying that debt off. Did you get a job? Yes. Yeah, so um, I'm currently a financial analyst. I work from home, and um, I work for Verizon. So I work. I live home with my parents right now, and I also don't have a vehicle. Okay. I've been paying up 
I get paid weekly and I pay half of my check goes towards my credit. I've knocked my credit score. Uh, I brought it up um, 47 points within the last month. Um, I intend on continuing to knock it down until I'm back at 30% usage rate. Right now I'm around 45. All right, Antonio, guess what my credit score is? What is it? I have absolutely no idea. And I could care less. If I gave you $1 million in cash right now, your credit score would not budge. Not, it would not go up one point. Because your credit score has absolutely zero to do with how wealthy you are. It has to deal with what kind of boyfriend have you been to debt over the last X number of years. I got to get some debt so I can get a good credit score so that then I can get some more debt and that will help me get a better credit score so that then I can go borrow more money and get more debt and then I can get a better credit score. It is a circular uh, roller coaster to nowhere. So I tell you that to tell you the quickest way to get a couple of rental properties and and actually build real wealth, real money, not Instagram money, real money is pay off your debts, take advantage of living in mom's house, I would put 90% of my check, if not 98% of my check, and get all this debt knocked out ASAP, and then I'd buy me the most ridiculous beater car I could possibly get away with driving, and I would stack cash and stack cash and stack cash and stack cash. That's what I, would, okay. that's, that's what I do in my house. Let me, let me put it that way. And I know that's not sexy, and that does not play on TikTok very well at all. And that is the fastest path to yeah. being truly wealthy. All right. How does that hit you, Antonio? What are you thinking and feeling? Um, you know, I've been battling with it because um, I've been in the, home, well, in the house since the pandemic started. So it's been three years. And um, with me not having to have a vehicle and working from home, um, I felt a lot of stagnation. And I feel like it's um, taking a negative toll on my mental sure. health. Absolutely. So that was one of the yeah, but Antonio, listen, Sorry, I just bought a car for my 17-year-old, so I, I just paying attention to this stuff all the time. And uh, do you know you can get a decent car? And I mean decent. It doesn't have to be a piece of crap on wheels, but a decent car for five to six grand. So how long would it take you to save up that money and get yourself a car? It wouldn't take you long. wouldn't take you long. No. And it wouldn't take you long to pay off this debt, like John said. And then go get a, go get a one-bedroom apartment. Put put a nine-month cap on this. Or six to nine months. Mm. By the time Christmas is, I'm moved out. I owe nobody nothing. And I got me a car. I'm going to go get a one-bedroom apartment. I'm going to start from there. Yeah. It's time for you to start living, Antonio. And the good news is you can start living. But no to the rental property until you pay cash. Pay cash. Pay cash. Pay cash. All right. So your best is yet to be, my friend. It's time to get out and start living. I love the call. I appreciate the call. And we're rooting for you, my friend. You got this. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by Dr. John Deloney. We're here for you this hour, 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Let's go to the City of Angels, Los Angeles, California. Calvin joins us. Calvin, how can we help? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. You bet. What's going on, Uh, Calvin? So about two years ago, I actually gave my brother and his girlfriend about a $25,000 loan to help them buy a house. Ooh. And... In the time since that, he's actually paid me back his half, but she's only paid me back like 2000 of it. Uh-oh. And so I'm kind of wondering, how can I bring this up without it being like a 
huge family fight. Mm. You cannot. <laughs> I yeah. was going to say, what's it been like? Tell John, uh, what's it been like so far? Because if your brother's paid his share, but she hasn't, there's got to be some conversations. What do we know? Tell us what we don't know. So I've talked to him about it, and basically what he's told me is she has the money. She's capable of paying it back, but she's just choosing not to. And he can't explain to me why. And so I'm wondering, should I just yes, call her Yes, he can. It's his wife. He doesn't want to talk trash I, about your sister. He I, knows. I guess. But, but how, yeah, I don't know how to bring it up. You, you cannot bring it up without it becoming a thing. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta put that aside. You can do one of two things. You can say, "Congratulations, sister! I just gave you twelve thousand dollars to buy a house, and I'm moving on with my life." And you can internally know, "I'll never give you money ever again for as till the end of time." Or you can sit down and say, "It's been this long, and um, I need to we need to we need to lay out a payment plan and put it in writing when I need this money back." And she can so, lose her mind and get mad and all that, and such it is. Those are your two choices, man. Yeah, the thing is, she she has the money. She's it doesn't matter. Like, She's not paying yeah. you. You know why? Because yeah. she doesn't have to. <laughs> it, you, you, you just got to make a decision. Am I going to do this one, or am I going to do this one? But I want to I want to ask a question, Calvin. John just laid out two really awesome, clear options, and your response was, but she has the money. What does that have to do with what he said? There's something you're still tripping yeah. up on. What, what, do you, what do you mean by that? Why is that your response so, to him? When I gave him the loan, I didn't realize I was giving half of it to her. I thought it was just a loan between me and my brother. <laughs> and, and I wouldn't personally have given her the money, but now that I – then he told me after that they're going to pay it back half and half. So I just feel like I got a little bit duped. <laughs> The other side of this is, so I, I misunderstood. I was thinking this was your sister and your brother-in-law paid. This is your brother and yeah. his wife? Yeah, his girlfriend. His girlfriend. His girlfriend. Which makes it even weirder. Um, let, so let me tell yeah. you this. If some weird twist of fate, I had borrowed money from my brother um, with my girlfriend to buy a house, I would feel some sort of obligation for the other half, especially if I'm still living in this house. I think he does, and he's brought up that he wants to pay it back, but she won't let him because she doesn't want to owe him and rather owe me. But now it's just coming this twisted, like, circle. I do so, think yeah, your just, brother's playing you. That's what you feel, and I'm starting to lean that way, John. Am I wrong? I would get so far away from them, dude. <laughs> your brother's not treating you with integrity. Their relationship is weird. I don't want to owe the guy that I'm creating a life with and sharing a house, then, then they've got deeper issues than than this i dude it, thanksgiving's not worth this how close are you two we we're extremely close like he's like my best friend does that change it john he's your best friend except that he doesn't tell you the truth and he uh isn't like a person of character when it comes to borrowing money he is but he, except that he's, just, he's not i don't know if he's scared out of the conversation with her or what no, no no here's a here's it calvin i'm asking john a question on your behalf All okay right, go john for it. i do believe that that in in Calvin's mind, his brother is his best friend. I hear what you're saying. I don't think the brother's acting like a true best friend. Agreed. However, I'm asking this from a completely like just common sense. If this were my brother, and I have a brother, um, and we were close, it would be it would be on like Donkey Kong. Like, dude, you figured out with the girlfriend, you duped me. 
you this, you this, you this. This ain't right. Or I'm going to sue your you. girlfriend. Right? Well, I would I'm, just call the brother card. I feel like this is a man-to-man. I didn't say ugly or, yeah. or, or nasty or physical, but, but I a think direct. it's a... Am I wrong that this changes the no. equation? No. I think you got to call the brother card out and go, Br- brothers don't do this to each other, dude. you got to solve this. Brothers got to hug, man. Yeah. You owe me the money, and you figure it out with girlfriend. But him choosing girlfriend over you, I think it's a cop-out. And I'd call the brother card. That would be me. And then do what John said. But at the end of the day, away. you got to choose. Am I am I just going to wash my hands of this stuff and move on with my life? Oh, that's or true. am I gonna am I gonna cause a scene? There is no there's no right, like right or wrong answer there. But listen, yeah, keep the keep this sentence in your mind for the rest of your life. Behavior is a language, mm. and what your brother is telling you is that he thinks he's above you, and he doesn't really care that you bailed him and his girlfriend out to buy a house. And your brother's girlfriend is telling you, I couldn't care the last second about <laughs> you. so true. I don't like you. I don't care about you. I took your money and ha, 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 nanny, nanny, boo-boo. That's what their behavior is telling you. And that and listen to me like carefully. That hurts, man. Like beneath me and Ken, like beneath me joking and being like, that hurts. Because brothers are not supposed to treat each other that way. People that you loan money to to help out are supposed to be people of integrity and pay their money back. And that just hurts. Yeah, I agree with you. Have you called him out at all? I mean, real, real? Have you had- I've talked to him, but every time we talk, it just turns into, oh, I don't know. She just doesn't want to. Yeah. And right. I, I can't get any farther than that. That's why I'm getting to the point. Do I just call her and talk to her? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's kicked the can to you anyway. and and Well, I actually love what you just said. That's actually phenomenal. Is that yours or somebody else's? In case I steal it, I need to give credit What's to that, you. What's that, behavior's a language? Yeah. That's just across the board. Yeah, it's just I know, a mental but health I, I like the yeah. way you said it. Yeah, yeah. My point is, is that I think his behavior is telling his brother, like the, the Calvin's brother is saying, I'm kicking the can to her. Absolutely. I don't want to deal with this confrontation. If you do call her, call her with some very specific requests. Don't call her and be like, hey, when are you... Uh, Call her and say, I need the um, full amount of this repaid by this date or what? I'm going to call a small claims court. I'm going to fill in the blank. And are you ready to walk or are you ready to fight for this? No, I don't really need the money. It's more just like the disrespect, I guess, of her not caring about it. And him not caring. You you keep letting him off the hook, man. He's a part of this. I think he's the culprit. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I might just forget about it. Well, I didn't say you had to do that. I was just curious where your spirit was on this because John's giving you great advice here. You know, walk away or give it one last shot, but you got to decide. It's got to be one or the other. You need closure, yes? Yeah, they just they keep bringing up like they're going to remodel their house and trying to buy a second house. And oh. it's just getting to the point where I'm like, That's why stewing. do you care more about that stuff than paying me oh, back? Dude, so they're just spitting like, on you, man. Yeah. I, I oh. got I to know, why, why are you letting your brother off the hook here? Because I love the guy. Like, I want him to be happy, you know? I love but my brother with all my heart, but there's also accountability. Yeah, that's true. John, I feel yeah. like he's going to go from loving to resenting here soon. You are about to, yeah. And uh, this is from the greatest at Perel. Always, always choose guilt over resentment. Every time. Because what you don't want to do is wake up in three years and hate your brother. And if she turns into his wife and their kid turns into your nephew, you don't want to hate them. 
And so choose guilt over resentment every time. Feel guilty about making the call and being very direct and putting down some things in writing. That's It's going to feel weird. It's going to feel guilty because like you said, I love him. I want him to have, be happy and have a good life. Absolutely. And you want him to do what he said he was going to do. I'm sorry, man. That's, I, I'm just, my heart's broken. My heart's broken for you. It's real life and it happens here. Caller after caller on The Ramsey Show. Don't move. More coming up. Welcome back, America. You've joined the conversation here on The Ramsey Show, a conversation about your life and your money, specifically how your money is helping you live truly freely because you owe nothing to anybody and you live the life you want. Your relationships, your work, everything else ties into all of that, and we're here to answer your questions in all three of those areas. I'm Ken Coleman. He is Dr. John Deloney. The phone number to jump in is 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Our question of the day is sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services. If you're moving, you have a long list of to-dos, but Neighborly has local pros like House Master, Five Star Painting, Window Genie, and Junk King to check items off that list. Visit Neighborly.com today to schedule home service experts near you. All right, today's question comes from Dennis in Washington. Dennis writes, I have $140,000 in student loan debt from my MBA. Ouch. My only other debt is my mortgage, and because of the pause, I have kicked the can down the road on paying my student loans. When evaluating my budgets for when or if they resume, they will, I will be miserable. Yes. And it gives me anxiety. Yes. I make $110,000 at my current job, and I found other full-time jobs where I can make hundred to hundred and thirty k. I was thinking. <laughs> Again, anytime somebody says, I was thinking. <laughs> I know. I was thinking. Wait for it. Is it ethical or normal to consider... <laughs> I like how he conflated the two. Mm-hmm. Is it ethical or normal to consider doing both remote jobs at once? Combined, I could make $230,000, if not more. I figure if I do this, I can pay off my student loans in 17 to 24 months. In five years, I can be completely debt-free with a net worth of nearly three-quarters of a million dollars. I'd like to hear your thoughts. Well, first of all, it is normal uh, for people to think, how can I make more money? And we saw real cases of this. I've talked about it on the Ken Coleman Show, certainly during the pandemic, and we've talked about it here on the Ramsey Show as well, where there are still people doing this, and uh, especially in in technology, where they are fully serving both companies, and they are knocking down two full-time jobs, but the other companies don't know about it. So is it normal? Yes. Is it ethical? In my opinion, no. With the one caveat where I actually have seen this, John, and it's extremely rare. So when I point this out, I want to point out it's extremely rare uh, where both companies did know about it and the the two supervisors or managers were okay. But it, it's a very rare situation, uh, in the in and so it's unethical. I call it professional polygamy. Ooh, okay. Tell unless the companies are aware of it and are okay with so it, which you, is like, extremely you, rare. You need to tell both people. You got to tell them both. Okay. And no one wants to do that. No. Because you risk a situation there. So it's not ethical. It's cheating. It's okay. perf- It's professional polygamy. It's sister wives. You pick the <laughs> analogy. Uh, it's just not right. And, and, and the reason it's not right is most of the time when you're trying to pull this off, you aren't making people aware of it. Now, John, I can tell you, I've been doing this long enough. 
I'm going to anticipate some objections right now. And so let's go through them. One objection is, oh, wait a second. What if one is during the day and I work one at night? Okay, great. Fantastic. I still think both companies need to know about it. I just do. And so if you're not telling them, which means you are withholding from them, I believe that that is unethical. That's one objection. Well, wait a second. I can truly get both jobs done. I am truly serving both. I Again, you're not telling them. You're withholding. It's a it's unethical. It's not the right thing to do. And uh, you can make a lot of financial sense out of it. I don't think you can make any moral sense out of it. So for me, um, yes, I understand it. It can be done, and it is being done. I don't think it's right. I think the bigger concern here for Dennis in Washington, my fear for this guy is this. He has created a world. He has created a mess for himself. And he created a mess for himself probably since he's got a $140,000 MBA. He's probably a smart guy. And he came – it, it feels like the um, the bro science. The uh, He did some great um, Beanie Baby math here. And it's like, oh, if I do this, I'll get my MBA. And then they're going to – then they're going to um, just cancel out the loans. And then suddenly, it's three years later from this big promise. And like we've been telling you and telling you, yeah. it hadn't come through yet. And now people like Dennis are starting to realize, oh, I may have to pay all this back. That's right. And the other day um, on the Ramsey Show, Dave and I went through an article. Uh, and again, hat tip to the great Tyler Cowen from Marginal Re- Revolution. Again, I was stunned so there's there's two different loan servicing paths forward, if you will. Mm-hmm. One of them is the loans, the student loans are made by the government. The other is made by banks and guaranteed by the government. Mm-hmm. So when the pause came in, the government only has authority to pause one of them. That's right. Not the other one. That's correct. So you got an instant for researchers, an instant randomized control group. Some people got it paused and some didn't. And when they went and studied those, like right now, they just studied them. And this was an economic white paper out of D.C. These are the top of the top guys. I love this stuff. What they found was those that did not receive a pause, there were not additional delinquencies. They, I, I wish there was a, a more fancy way to say this. They figured it out. Mm-hmm. They looked at reality and said, this sucks. And they figured it out. When right. their jobs were going away, when they had to, couldn't work, they figured it out. The other folks who got the pause increased their debt yeah. by approximately 5% how, mm. per household. That's madness. It's crazy. Because what they did was they had extra liquidity in their home, extra yep. cash, and they put they used that for down payments on cars, on new houses, or on like other... They spent that money, Oh yeah, and it propped up the economy for a second, and then it further trapped those people down, right. down the stream. Right. So, dude, you've created a mess for yourself, mm-hmm. and I wish there was a hack here, Tyler. There's one hack, and that is to get a machete and head into the jungle and carve yourself a path, man, and that is paying the stuff off, and it's going to take you a long time because you dug yourself a huge hole. Or find a job that pays you $250,000 in an ethical way. Mm. Right. All right. I want to stay here. Okay. I want to go back to what you just said Yep. with the white paper. Yeah. Because there are a lot of people listening and watching, brand new to this whole discussion, and yes. I think this is a psychology thing, and I know you know it, so, I'm gonna, so I want to dig. Okay. All right. So the people that were believing, shall we say hoping, wishing, I'm giving you three psychological states, that Uncle Joe or Congress were going to wipe their debt clean. They ended up spending more money 
What is going on psychologically there when someone knows they got debt hanging over them? They, they are hoping, wishing, believing, but they still go out and take on more debt or they spend more. What is happening in the human condition there? There is a, you, you take a breath and the fear of I'm about to get eaten goes away. Okay. And you just instantly fall back to homeostasis. You go back to the way things were. And the way things were was I bought whatever I wanted whenever I wanted it. Hmm. We also didn't take into account, there was a pause, and but people were one year into their degree. So they kept going to school, taking out more loans and right. more. So the whole thing was a, is a mess. But I think there was a group of people, the world started shutting down. And we remember the dominoes falling and everything oh, yeah. impacted this, 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 and this, and this. I remember that. It was scary. It was scary. And then they came in and said, you don't have to pay this month. You don't have to pay indefinitely. And everybody exhaled. And then someone said, hey, look at this new car. And we are off to the new next new thing. The other folks who did not have a pause didn't have that luxury. They had to figure out the scary reality they were in. Okay, so what happened there then chemically? And maybe, maybe it's not chemical, but what's going on in the brain well, where... You're in a fight or flight or you're in a, you're in a state of... Because you said they relaxed. Of, the of people, the, That's right. So what happened is, I just want our audience to understand... That this money game, we got to understand how we're wired. And when we sense some relief, is that what happened? They were like, oh, I may not have to pay it. And then that and they moment. they just said, I got options now. In the moment you have options, okay. every business in the world comes after you. Because well, they know you got cash well, in your pockets. And I'm not right. better. I'm not, I can't defeat the, the right. neuroscientist and the tech folks and the salespeople who have all banded together to right. pump me full of ads every day. Right. I can't beat them. Right. And so the moment I exhale, whoom. Yeah. When I'm looking at math and I can't feed my family, yeah. then I can defeat those ads because yeah. I got to feed my family, yeah. right? Yeah. It's a scary moment. So my takeaway, my layman's takeaway is when it comes to debt, you cannot relax on it. That fight or flight you, is a good you thing. Can't. You need that intensity to be able to push through the temptation. That's what it. I'm taking I love away. It. Yes, absolutely. All right, there it is, folks. With any sort of threat. There's psychology around money, folks. Let's not forget it's that. It's all psychology. Beautifully. I know. Hey. That's why I asked you. You got the PhD, baby. He is Dr. John Deloney. I'm Ken Coleman. I want to say thanks to all the guys in the booth for keeping us on the air. And you, America, for listening. This is The Ramsey Show.